Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, our third edition of guys uh, to watch that aren't in your first grade squad at the moment, the best of the rest. We're going to go through today the Titans, the North Queensland Cowboys, the Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. So a bit of a uh, Queensland theme to this one and we're chucking in the Melbourne Storm. Fair whack of Queenslanders down there, they have a long history of Queensland players and of course uh, their reserve grade sides are up in the Queensland Cup. So I thought that was fitting, we'll go through some of those now. Obviously, with these Queensland teams, uh, these are guys that I don't get to watch week in, week out, as far as reserve grade, and especially their juniors, like I do down here in Sydney. Uh, So a little bit tougher for me. So I'm sure there will be a lot of young guys that I probably haven't seen as much of as what people up in Queensland would have. So if there is people that you think I need to keep an eye on, please reach out, send me their names. Uh, I know a lot of you already do, and I always appreciate it, and it's how I uh, find quite a few of these guys, and uh, and I'm able to watch them. Now, the first thing is the Titans, just a reminder, they're playing at 6 o'clock tonight, not too far away. I'm going to be jumping on the Hijack app, H-Y-J-A-C-K. Download the app, come and listen to us commentate, send some questions in on the Instagram, you know the routine. Done it a few times now, so if you'd like to join us, download that app. But for the Gold Coast Titans, uh, first one i got here is Jojo Fafita, big fan of him, obviously played centre for Queensland in the under-19s. It's pretty quiet, um, and I think this is sort of who Fafita is. He has his real high ceiling games, and then he has other games where he will be quiet. Um, but when he hit, when you does he hit his ceiling, which you will see plenty of in first grade over the next few years. Uh, he can be damaging as all hell. Very similar to David. Uh, Tommy Weaver, who was the 5'8 for New South Wales. Uh, Pazette, he got all the headlines in that under-19s game for New South Wales. Talk about him soon, but Tommy Weaver, I really do like him. He's in the Titans system. Very, very talented young ball player. I don't know if he's going to get an opportunity at the Titans, and if he does, I don't know if it's going to be a great opportunity, realistically. I'd like to see um, another club maybe pick him up, because between him, Tanner Boyd, um, and of course Toby Sexton. A lot of mouths to feed in the halves there. Aaron Booth from the Gold Coast Titans I really like as well. He's come from the Melbourne Storm system. I've got to tell you, I've been really surprised 
that he hasn't played first grade yet. Aaron Clark's been there nine. He's been good. Wouldn't say he's been great. He's been good. Uh, Aaron Booth, I think he's got more upside to him. And personally, I would like to see him given an opportunity for the Gold Coast Titans. And I think before the end of the season, he probably will be given an opportunity. Uh, just on Aaron Booth as well, sort of guy he is. I, I get videos every two or three weeks from, I, I, I don't think it's the same fans, but I've, I've received three or four of them throughout the year from different people, I believe, of after home games when he is there. He's one of the last guys out on the field helping to stack chairs on the bench, pick up rubbish and everything. And to me, uh, that says a lot about a guy. I mean, he, there's no reason why he should be doing that. If he didn't do it, no one would ever notice. No one would care. Um, and he's sw- w- w- waiting out to do it at the very back end of the game when there's essentially no one in the stadium anymore. So that says a lot to me about Aaron Booth, a good clubman. He's come from the Melbourne Storm as well. Served an apprenticeship under great hookers there in Cam Smith, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith, of course. Uh, so Aaron Booth, I'd love to see him given an opportunity. The next one, I think is one of the more underappreciated guys over the last few years, and I always think he's really good. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm missing something because he hasn't been given many opportunities, but Herman SASA, uh, first time at the Broncos, moved to the Newcastle Knights, moved to the Gold Coast Titans. Every time he moves somewhere, I think, okay, this will be this club that Herman SASA really breaks out at. And every single club has been the same old story. Uh, he doesn't get many opportunities. I don't know if he's a poor trainer. I don't know what it is. But every time I see him play, I always think he's really talented. I think he's he, he's got a bit of an, an explosiveness to him as a front row. He's got, got an offload. He can pass. Uh, decent defender. I, I don't know what... All these clubs are missing with Herman SASA. There, there must be something to his game that coaches obviously don't like. But I've always been a fan of SASA, and I'd love to see a really good coach uh, get a hold of him and see what he can do with him. Uh, next one is Corey Thompson, not in this Gold Coast Titans side, which fucking baffles me. They're a team that needs experience and consistency. Um, he might be one of the more consistent guys in the NRL, Corey Thompson. He is by far and away the most consistent guy in this club. I cannot believe he is not utilized more often. It blows me away. I think if you were to pick him in the Origin Arena, he, he's just a goer. I think he would handle himself, but for whatever reason, the Gold Coast Titans don't pick him week to week. Blows me away every single time. Um, another guy to watch, Shallon Fuller. He's in their top 30 this year. I haven't really heard much about Fuller over the last few months. I remember in the preseason, he played in a couple of trials. Very, very talented guy. Just got natural instincts like very few others. I believe he's from the Northern Rivers area. Uh, Shallon Fuller, one to keep on eye on. Could play six, could probably play center. I reckon he could play a bit of 13 as well, so one to keep an eye on. Hopefully he kicks on because his talent is immense. And the last one for the Titans, and look, I don't think he's an absolute superstar anymore, but he is an experienced player. He has won premierships. He's played at level. Kevin Proctor sort of been the forgotten guy at the Gold Coast Titans. As I sort of said, Corey Thompson, I feel like they're constantly screaming out uh, for experience in this team. I'm a bit surprised that Kevin Proctor isn't getting a bench spot or something in this side. I understand that uh, he might not be the greatest player in the competition or at the club anymore, but I just think his experience would really bring a lot to this side. But uh, it is hard to fit him in because despite them not doing well, it is a talented forward pack with some really good guys in there. So I don't know what to do with Proctor, but I mean, he was the captain of the club last year. Uh, and now it's like he doesn't exist. It's all a bit odd. Let's move to the North Queensland Cowboys. Quite a few guys to talk about here. Uh, Benny Condon, front rower slash second row forward. Mostly a front rower, though. Uh, I do like him. He hasn't got a heap of upside. He's not one of your explosive sort of guys, but he is a consistent fellow that you can rely on. Brandon Elliott, I know a lot of people bag him. I know um, uh, Nick that I do the... Um the hijack with. I think he played junior footy with Brendan Elliott. was never a huge fan. Uh, but, I mean, you've got to appreciate 
this kid and how he just he like he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's been around for quite some time. He's been at a number of clubs, never been treated overly well by clubs in my opinion. But he just keeps coming back. He is resilient as all hell, and despite him maybe not being the most talented guy in the world, you can't ever question his effort. And if Brandon Elliott is your fifth, sixth choice outside back, and you have injuries and you have to bring him in, who's had a heap of first grade experiences, a heap of a heap of systems, he's always got a point to prove. I really don't mind it. Now, one guy that I'm, I cannot believe how his career has played out. I remember watching him when he was young and just thinking he could be anything, this kid. Ben Hampton. Uh, and people laugh. He was extremely talented. He was extremely unlucky as well. Uh, Benny Hampton, he was on the bench for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, he was on the bench for the Melbourne Storm in 2016 when they lost the grand final to the Cronulla Sharks. He then moved to the North Queensland Cowboys and was on the bench for them against the Melbourne Storm the year after, and the Cowboys lost that one too. So he lost two grand finals in a row uh, for two different teams, Benny Hampton, on the bench in essentially the same jersey, and the second time was against the club that he he lost it with the year before. So very, very tough gig for Ben Hampton. Very, very talented, but just hasn't quite kicked on. Another one that I haven't really seen much of, but I hear a lot of positive things, is about Lip. He's a center, apparently very talented, but I can't really go into too much detail because I haven't seen too much of him play. Another one I like is Tommy Chester. Uh, he's a fullback in this uh, squad, very talented, has been doing pretty well in the Queensland Cup over the last few years. So he's one that, I, that I've always really liked. I don't know if he gets an opportunity, if he kicks on. They've obviously got Scotty Drinkwater there, which makes it tough uh, to get a gig in this team. But um, to have as a depth guy, and he's not just a fullback, I think you could shove him out on the wing and he'd do a job for you. Uh, so an interesting one there. Our next one now... I've seen this guy play a couple of times. He's very young, um, and I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. I think he's only 22, 21 or so. Uh, Leita Mosadriki, I believe it is, M-O-C-E-I-D-R-E-K-A. The couple of times I've actually watched him play, one of them that I watched him play, I think the commentator didn't know how to say his name, so he was avoiding saying it. So apologies, mate, I don't know how to pronounce it. Once again, love to see the NRL get on the front foot with these sort of things and have the players uh, pronouncing their name on all their profiles and every time they play and everything. But anyway, 22 years of age, very, very handy. I believe he's he came from down here in Sydney. I think it says Camperdown on his profile. Uh, so might have played with the Camperdown Dragons, I think they are, down here in Sydney. Um, a guy that I think could play first grade at some point. He hasn't yet, uh, but very, very talented. Big boy, 197 centimetres. He came from the Cowboys in 20... He came from the Bulldogs in 2021. Uh, Fijian Heritage. I'm just reading through some of his stats here. He actually went to Matraville Sport yeah, right. I didn't realise that. Uh, yeah, two-year deal with the Cowboys for 2022 and 2023. Uh, so hopefully uh, we can see him debut over the next two years or so. I think he is uh, a pretty talented guy uh, and became Cowboy number two against the Eels in round 23 and scored a fairy tale try on debut. Oh, yeah, he actually did uh, make his debut last year. I didn't realise that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he did make his debut last year in 2021. Okay, I completely missed that. But what I have seen him playing in reserve grade, I think he's very talented. So one to keep an eye on there. The last one is Riley Price, the son of Steve Price. Really, really like this kid as a footballer. He's obviously got good pedigree again. Not one of your huge highlight sort of fellas, uh, but I think the clubs could do much worse than to have him on their books. And I think he's going to be a pretty talented player moving forward. Let's move to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, first one is Jordan Piera. I can't believe he hasn't been given a gig at the Broncos this year, but 
I mean, have a look at how their wingers are going. Selwyn Cobbo, he's straight into the Origin Arena and has done well despite having a pretty shoddy game too. Had a great game one and has been killing it in the NRL despite starting with a tough month of the season. Uh, you've also got Corey Oates, who I believe is playing at state of origin level at the moment. So Pierre, as much as I thought he was probably the best winger out of their preseason, uh, I think he's only played one, maybe two games so far this year. It's hard to argue with the guys that Kevin Walters has gone for uh, on them the stings though, realistically. Tyrone Roberts, I've always been a huge fan of him. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I've always been a fan of Tyrone Roberts. Another guy that, whilst he's not an absolute superstar, never been an origin player or anything like that, I think there's a lot of halves in the NRL that uh, get paid a lot more than Tyrone Roberts that probably aren't that much better than him, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's probably one of the better value halves in this competition. Will you win a comp with him? Probably not. Uh, but there's a lot of teams that aren't really in the realm of winning competitions, and he's not playing for any of them. So sort of blows me away a little bit. Um, I mean, if I was a Gold Coast Titans, he's probably a guy that I would have gone for at some point this year to bring them into his, his system. But, um, yeah, I think Tyron Roberts, his career is sort of winding down to the end. He obviously won a Queensland Cup last year, spent time with the Titans previously, uh, with the Knights as well. I think he's been really good at all of them. TC Rabati for the Brisbane Broncos, really handy back rower, can play in the middle as well. You'll probably get the opportunity to see him next weekend with a couple of Origin stars out and the Brisbane Broncos playing. Really like TC Rabati hasn't really kicked on, but it's a hard team to get into. You've obviously got Paddy Carrigan in the 13. Kate Bull has to be there. And uh, Jordan Ricky's probably a little bit of a different player to TC Rabati. Uh, he probably just needs to work on his consistency. Probably hasn't taken all of the opportunities he's been given with two hands. But a guy that I think is very, very talented in TC Rabati, one to watch. Uh, you've obviously got some of the halves like Kelly and Gamble. I don't think they're going to get back into this side this year. I think they're going to run with Ezra Mann moving forward. Uh, obviously, Kelly's injured, as was Gamble. But uh, when they're both available, I don't think either comes into this side realistically, which is going to be tough on both of them. Deloise Hoyter is a, an outside back there. Normally a center. He's obviously been in the NRL for a couple of years. Uh, hasn't played a heap of first grade, though. But another talented guy that I hear is doing very well in the Queensland Cup. Another guy that you probably haven't heard of, is Kwai Ward, Q-U-A-I-W-A-R-D. Apparently for the Magpies, he's been playing some really good footy. Uh, My people that are up in the Queensland Cup that fill me in on that competition say that he is the real deal. Hasn't played first grade yet. He's obviously stuck behind Branko Lee, probably Deloise Hoyter. Tessie New's going to be back soon. So uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed and Brisbane's depth in the outside backs is sensational. He's probably got uh, Jordan Piera in front of him as well. So hard to get a gig there. But one guy that's worth keeping on in the Queensland Cup. A lot of the Brisbane Broncos fans are big fans of him. Reese Kennedy, uh, another solid front rower, not a superstar, not a real explosive sort of guy, but a solid first grader. There's no doubt about that in my mind, not really getting a gig at the moment. Hearing that he's linked to a move to England, which I think would be a little bit disappointing. I'd like to see him move to another NRL club and see how he goes, because I think you could tell in the early parts of his career he had a bit to offer. Same as Xavier Willison. Uh, He played for the Cook Islands on the weekend, I believe. When he sort of played a couple of games last year, I was very impressed with him. I know Scope from YKTR is very, very keen on Xavier Willison. Uh, he's just got something about him, but doesn't seem to get that many gains to the Brisbane Broncos. You don't really seem to hear too much about him. I, I sort of thought in his first few games at first grade, I thought he looked very impressive and had a heap of upside to him. So Xavier Willison, I'm not really sure what the story is. If anyone does know up there at the Broncos what the go is there, it's like he's sort of the invisible man up there. I haven't really heard much about him, him and Reese Kennedy. But it is a pretty stacked forward pack, as we said. They've obviously made signings there as well with guys like Kurt Capewell arriving and whatnot. But yeah, a couple of young guys in that forward pack and in the back line up there in Brisbane that 
we're not seeing that. I mean, when, when they do come in, they play well. I thought Pierre was really good when he came in. Tyron Roberts, I thought he was almost the best player on the field in the game that he played a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Gamble and Kelly, they started the season pretty strong. So, interesting to see how it goes for Brisbane. They have got depth there. There are a number of guys that I think the Dolphins in particular will probably be lurching around. They've already taken Branko Lee, as we've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if more fall. They've got Osako as well, who was at the Broncos when he signed with the Dolphins. He's now at the Gold Coast Titans, though. Let's move to our last team for today, and it's the Melbourne Storm. you got Johns there, Matty Johns, this young bloke. Obviously, he's played the halves a couple of times. Personally, I haven't been overly thrilled with his performances. I think he's solid, um, but obviously with more first-grade experience, he will get better and better down there. As I said previously when we are talking about uh, Jack Johns, he's obviously got a huge personality. He's very popular down there in Melbourne. He's great for socials and everything. And for, for me, that sort of stuff matters. I think he's a good guy to have in the locker room. They all seem to love him. Uh, and when times are tough, it's good to have a guy uh, like, like John's in your side. Jack Howarth is the next one. Speaking uh, to someone within the Melbourne Storm system yesterday, they were telling me that they're just taking their time with Howarth. I think that's pretty evident, but I think that they obviously want him to have more time in Queensland Cup playing against matured bodies. I think it's a factor that we sometimes forget with these young guys that, you know, some guys come into first grade and they dominate straight away, and that's all good and well. Some guys are just built different like that. Uh, Other guys, you know, it's tough, especially coming out of COVID when guys didn't play as much rugby league as they probably should. Some of these guys, like a Jack Howarth, for example, he sort of came out of high school and then for two years there wasn't much footy being played. There wasn't a heap happening. All of a sudden, off the back of two sort of quiet years as far as rugby league goes, he's playing against grown men in the back row uh, with a target on his back because he's got a big deal. So pretty tough. I, from what I gather, they are going to leave him in Queensland Cup. Potentially for the rest of this season, uh, I don't think you'll play too much first grade this year, but I think come next year, you'll see a lot more of Jack Howarth. I think he'll be very, very talented. You could see in that under-19s game the other day uh, that he definitely was a standout there. But once again, that's going up against bodies that are his same age. Uh, Pizet, another standout from that 19s. We mentioned him earlier when talking about Tommy Weaver. Um, Pizet, I've seen him play a couple of times in the Melbourne, uh, what are they called, Thunderbolts, I, I think they're called in the SG ball. Uh, always looked good, but never look like a real superstar, but those Thunderbolt teams are always pretty average, realistically. Uh, so to see him come out in that New South Wales-Queensland under-19s game and be the best on the field by a stretch, I thought, uh, was very, very impressive. So keep an eye on him. Uh, a, a bit of upside in him, yeah? Like, he, he's just got something about him. He's not the biggest guy on the field, uh, but he's pretty quick, and you saw the kicking game uh, during, during that under-19s game, which is something I hadn't seen a heap of personally. I didn't realise his kicking game was that good. So one to watch. He'll only get better the more time he spends in the Melbourne and Storm System. Wishart, we spoke about him at the start of the year. We had his old man on the podcast at the start of the season. He spoke about him signing with the Melbourne Storm, how exciting he is. He's a Jeringong junior who can sort of play halfback, 5'8", fullback, hooker. Uh, he can play just about anywhere outside of probably your middle forwards and your, and your edge forwards, uh, young Wishart. So we've seen at the start of the season... Craig Bellamy used him a little bit as a nine because they had injuries and whatnot. Personally, I think he's going to end up in the halves long term. That would be my tip, especially if he is at the Melbourne Storm. I don't know if he stays there. I, I, from what I gather, he absolutely loves the group of mates and everything he's got at the Melbourne Storm. He's really enjoying it. But for him to get an opportunity, not sure if it's going to come at the Melbourne Storm realistically. They're obviously going to have Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant locked in, Pappy locked in. If Cam Munster leaves, there will be a 5'8 spot available there, but he'll be competing with Johns and whoever else in the NRL wants to take a pay cut to come to the Melbourne Storm and potentially win a competition. So it's going to be tough for him. We'll see how it plays out.
Bronson Garlic, he's been down the Melbourne Storm for probably a year now, I would say. Was at Canterbury before. Uh, he's listed as a hooker. I see him more as a back rower. He's played both in his time. A South junior ended up at Canterbury for a couple of years. Obviously, the son of Sean Garlic is now at the Melbourne Storm. I really do like this this guy. He's a little bit older. I think he's probably 24, 25. He might even be a little bit older by now. Uh, but Garlic, he's got ability. He can play hooker, and I think sometimes he gets shoved into hooker. Personally, I think he's a better back rower than he is hooker, but I haven't seen every single game he's ever played. I just like him as a back rower, and I think he'll become more and more important next year when Kenny Bromwich and Felice Cafusi do leave the club. Tepai Moroa's not in the side at the moment. I'm not sure if he's injured or whatever, uh, but I think Tepai Moroa is definitely at plays at a level where he could be in most first-grade sides. If he is missing out on the Melbourne Storm side, it's not the biggest negative. It's a hard team to make. I think Tepai Moroa, he obviously came through the Parramatta Eels system um, after coming through Rugby Union. I think he played at Newington and then ended up at Parramatta. Looked extremely talented when he burst on the scene. Sometimes his hands were letting him down in the early pieces, but I think going to Melbourne, he really has enjoyed himself and I think he has prospered as a footballer. So another one that I think a lot of teams could do with having him, Eisenhuth. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A bit weird with how it's played out with him. They've sort of needed back rowers and centers on a number of occasions, and I've sort of been waiting for him to get short-balled into this team. I don't think he's played all that many games this year. I think he's coming off the bench for the Melbourne Storm this week, which is good to see. Uh, and I, I sort of... I was sort of under the understanding that he was one of Craig Bellamy's favourites, realistically, over the next over the last few years. He always sort of came in and did a good job for them, whether it was at second row or centre, mostly in the second row. Um, this year, how many games? Yeah, he actually hasn't played a game yet this year. I was going to say, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, 17 games last year, 13 the year before. Uh, a talented guy who can play a few positions. He obviously was a late bloomer, played in 2012, played one game for the Panthers. Seven years later, he played another game for the Melbourne Storm in 2019. He's gone on to play about 30 games for them, 35 games uh, over the last few years, and I believe he's on their bench this week, Eisenhuth. He's a guy that could become more important next year as well. He's 29 years of age, so he'll be 30 next year. Uh, I think he'll be in the conversation for a starting back row position if he is. Uh, he'll be re- very relevant in Supercoach as well, so one to watch there. Uh, now, Trent Loiru, who's another one that I haven't seen for a couple of weeks. I'm not actually sure uh, what's going on with him. Apparently, it is an injury. I'm not sure how bad it is, but he's a guy that I, I personally think he would probably be one of my front runners to start in the back row for them next year if he is fit. Took me a while to warm up to him, to be honest with you. I wasn't really sure what he offered. He's played 20 games now. He's scored four tries. Um, this year, he's played 14 games, scored two tries, two line breaks, a line break assist, uh, tackles at 96%, um, You know, averages about 100 run metres or so. Doesn't play a heap of minutes, hasn't this year. Uh, in the games that he's played 80 minutes, though, I, I think he's looked really solid in all of those games. It hasn't been too many of them, but I think he's definitely a guy that can jump in and play big minutes from the Melbourne Storm next year. I think he'll become more and more important. I think he's more and more becoming one of Craig Bellamy's um, favourites. He played 80 minutes against the Sharkies. 
What did his stats look like? Uh, made 16 tackles, 100 metres. Yeah, nothing too sensational or flash, realistically. Uh, but I don't know, he's just got something about him that I really like. He averages about one or two tackle breaks a game throughout the season. So I think with a full preseason playing in the back row in this Melbourne side when they're all fit and firing, I think he could be really dangerous over the next few years. The last guy is a guy I mentioned in the preseason. Haven't heard his name since he is still playing Queensland Cup. I believe he's playing with the Falcons still. Is Luke Pulselli. We are, we mentioned him alongside Grant Anderson in the preseason. Grant Anderson, of course, has gone on to play first grade. It wasn't his greatest game last night for the Melbourne Storm, unfortunately, uh, but he's much better than what he showed last night. Paul Selle is a guy playing fullback for the Falcons at the moment. I really do like this kid. I compared him. His his body movements, um, he's not as good, obviously. That would be stupid, but his body movements, sort of jerky, um, sort of bounces out of contact, can come out the back of shape and then just do his own shit and create something out of nothing. Sort of reminds me of James Tedesco a little bit the way that he moves Luke Polselli. He's another guy that, you know, in two years' time, if he's the next big fullback to come out of Melbourne, I really won't be shocked. So keep an eye on him, Luke Polselli. If he is going to kick on, he'd probably have to do it in the next 18 months, realistically. If he probably hasn't done anything by the end of next season, uh, you, you, you'll probably start to wonder if it has maybe gone past him. But as we said, like Eisenhut, there are always late bloomers all over the NRL. And this guy, I don't know, he's just got something about him that I really like, Luke Polselli. Guys, uh, that will do us for the Queensland teams and the Melbourne Storm going through the best guys that aren't in starting teams at a moment at the moment the guys that have caught my eye just a reminder 6pm we are going live uh, to commentate the Titans versus the Newcastle Knights on the hijack app H-Y-J-A-C-K to download that if you are keen to join us we'll put some questions up on the Instagram page and we can all get involved and have a good good, good evening there bet Supercoach have a few beers enjoy ourselves have a laugh with you guys so if you'd like to join us Make sure you join us on the Hijack app. Go and download it now from your app store. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.